if I'm restaurant, you spin cycle this. You're trying to bring people together. You're bringing singles together to your place. Ooh. Matchmaker. Wow. You can spin cycle it that way. Hey, we brought 10 single ladies, 10 single gentlemen in. We're spin playing cycle? matchmaker here. It's a nice day to start again. It's a nice day for a white wedding. Wow. And that's how we're going to kick off episode number 187 of the Promo Front Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, the Baron of the Backpack, the Billy Idol of branding, the one and only Kirby Hossaman. Kirby, how are you? <laughs> wow. That was... Uh... I'm great. I'm great. That was impressive. I'm all fired up now. And I got to think, you know, all three of our listeners are fired up as well, man. That was, that was like a karaoke version right there. You kind of killed yeah. it. Well, I appreciate that. You know, yeah. it's, uh, it's sun's out today. We're recording in the afternoon, which we dorm- normally don't do. So I'm kind of digging that. Yeah. I certainly didn't mean for my uh, song uh, opening song to disrupt you. But that got me to thinking as you got disrupted, <laughs> Kirby, about our sponsors today. Interrupt. That's right. Our good pals, Jason Lukash, Mike Simzak, uh, you know, industry trail trail trailblazers. Interrupt is really paving they're they're paving the way for the next generation within Dude. business. Yeah. Dude, you oh, are man. struggling today. <laughs> Much like Joe Namath on Monday Night Football, I am struggling. Struggling. I'll tell you what. What if I could get you some help? Gosh knows I need it. Okay. You were struggling, dude. So I decided to bring in the A-team to help you talk about Rupt. Mike, Jason, can you guys talk a little bit about the disruption you're trying to create in the industry? Yeah, of course. Always always a pleasure to clean up Bill's messes. <laughs> God, we're the A-team, too. Yeah. So, so again, you guys, should we do it? Yeah. So you guys were the talk of the show, right? right? Like, so, so tell me about this new, I mean, I don't know anything about it. It's so weird. (laughs) You have one. I don't even have one. (laughs) Jason, Mike, you guys decide who goes first, but tell us a little bit about Rupt. All right. Cool. Well, I'm glad you have the limited edition catalog because we had 1500 run out in three hours and I don't even have one. And I helped edit the whole thing. Um, (laughs) Rupt is the new norm for the industry, right? Um, or we're trying to elevate the standard and redefine or redefine the standard and elevating the new norm of promo products. Mm-hmm. Rupt is 10 years in the making of all things people like you, Kirby. Distributors had asked us to do at our prior business at org for many, many years, and we just simply didn't do it. Things that bug distributors, things that people had come and asked for. So what we're doing this time is decorating product one piece minimum, which we kind of built our reputation on. Uh, in 48 hours on three different continents this time. So worldwide. Um, yeah, we're decorating product out of Austin, Texas, uh, Portugal, and Hong Kong, all at one piece minimum. Three key categories, tech, drinkware, and bags. Everything's made from recycled material, every single product. Every single product is carbon neutral, fully carbon offset. Every single product's in Second Life packaging, so every single box transforms into another object once it's done being a box. And we have full transparency in our whole business and our supply chain. You can literally go to rough.com, look at 
every single product. We've got the CAD of every single product up there of how it's designed and made, what it's made out of, where it's coming from, total recycle percentage by weight, all the different aspects of that product's life cycle from literally material extraction to grave of what we expected to do for the environment. We're doing things a little different this go. So that was a long-winded answer, but the A team came with that long-winded answer. So yeah, the, usually I say Kirby, I couldn't have said it better myself, but this time I actually mean it. Jason, I couldn't and didn't say Let's get back from a trade show like you guys. Well, I guess it was two weeks ago, but I still repeat it to myself every day because I repeat it in the booth 30 times an hour. So Mike, do you have anything you should add to that to further shame me and my sponsor read today? No, I mean, Jason did a pretty good job there. I mean, the only thing, the only layer I'll add is I think, uh, as we all saw at the show, just amazing reaction from the market. I think people are yeah. poised for just a nice, like, new splash of product offering and go to market strategy here. Yeah, no, you guys uh, absolutely were the talk of the show. We're ha glad to have you here. Glad to have you sponsored the podcast. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Rupt, if you weren't in Vegas, shame on you. Head over to ruptrupt.com. Uh, you're going to see exactly what Jason and Mike's vision is for this company. And it's not it's not just a vision anymore. They're executing it. So head over there. All right. So I want to thank everybody for having the courage to be on this unplanned podcast. So I've got a topic uh, and I'd like everybody else's opinion on this. And once again, thankfully, the Promotional <laughs> Products Professionals Facebook page gives and gives again. Okay. So yesterday there was a, a distributor who posted that he was a little miffed that two hat suppliers he was using insisted on putting their brand stickers on the bill of their hats. Uh, he argued uh, that not only does it promote the style of hat, but they mention the supplier's name. Yes. And Jason, for those people who aren't watching on video, Jason just showed his Richardson cap that shockingly has a sticker on it that he keeps on there, which is one of the people's points. So he said, isn't it enough that your label is sewn into the inside of the hats you produce without adding another label? Uh, and he went as far as to ask the supplier to not put a sticker on the hat and the supplier said, absolutely, we can do that. It's going to cost you 25 cents a hat to not apply the sticker. And his response was, imagine the suppliers asking me and my customer to pay for, not, for them not to do something, and the supplier would take an additional five days to do it. I have some deep thoughts on this, and I'm happy to share them, but I have a feeling everybody's got some thoughts on this. Yeah. Kirby, I'll, go. Yeah, yeah, I'll go first. Yeah. But, but but honestly, I want to hear from the rest of you. I'll go super quick. I, you know, I think this is something that we've heard about for years. And I think, you know, it goes back to the idea of scarcity versus abundance mindset. We are so, everybody's so worried about people stealing their orders as if yeah. we don't know that State Farm orders pens, right? Like, like the idea that you're getting those from the same suppliers that we're all getting them from, as you've said a million times, Bill. And I guess yeah. the other piece is, and you know, it speaks to Rupt, it speaks to what you guys built at Org Audio previously, is I always feel like there's an advantage for uh, for our suppliers to have a brand. I like it when my clients come to me and say, hey, I want this style of something or other. A, makes it easier on me to source, but I like that they they trust the the brand and the and the quality from some of our suppliers. So that's never bothered me. I, I think it's silly, but I'm super curious to hear what the rest of the gang thinks. Promotional Products Facebook group delivers again and again. Um, <laughs> yes, I am wearing a Richardson 112R hat um, with a Rupt uh, patch on it. Um, I would not be wearing a Rupt hat um, 
if it was not a Richardson hat. So I'm paying for the Richardson brand. They're the best hat company, in my opinion, in the United States. I will pay more for that. And I want it to be known that it is a Richardson 112R hat. Just like I, the rough logo is on every single product. Mm -hmm. uh, we cannot remove it. Uh, we could Sharpie it. It's going to look mm -hmm. like shit, but we could do it yeah. one, two, but it's on there for a reason because we're standing behind what we're making. This product will be in retail stores just like we did before. Yeah. You're paying for a brand. People want Stanley freaking thermoses. I don't know exactly. why they do, but they do because yeah. it says Stanley on it. People don't want the ones that don't say Stanley on it. So people are going to pay more for a brand. Um, like everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but if I'm a brand, I'm staying behind the product I make and I want to make sure people recognize my brand because they're getting what they're paying for. Yeah, and Jason took a lot of my answer out too, but I guess I'll, I'll approach the other side of things. They have to charge to do work to remove yes. the sticker. It, that's yeah. how they're coming yeah. in inbound from China or Origin or or wherever they're they're doing it. So yeah, you're gonna get charged for work that needs to be done to make it your way, the way you want it. Just like you want your logo on it, you want the sticker off. Somebody's got to do that work. Yeah. So all of you are wrong. I'm kidding. No, absolutely. Absolutely. This is one of the most asinine things I've seen in a long time. You know, to, to me, that brand adds value to it. It actually enhances your client's brand by partnering with whether it's a Richardson hat uh, or Rupt or, or, you know, whatever the brand might be. It, it's it's foolish to, to move it off there. And, and of course, just like what Mike said, yeah, they're going to charge you to alter the product the way they sell it. So stop complaining about that. And if and here's the thing, because he was saying, I, I, I think he's worried that the, his client is going to go direct to the right. manufacturer because his client sees it. I will tell you right now, if you're worried about that, that, that person was in the wrong business. Client. You're in the wrong business yeah, that, too. Yeah. That's yeah. a great point. That person, Richardson, people all the time. Or, okay, who's your client? I'm not going to tell you. Okay, yeah. what am I going to do with it? It's Google. Am I gonna call yeah. freaking Sergey Brin and be like, "Yo, Sergey, need some speakers?" Probably <laughs> not. Like any, yeah. It's Suppliers are yeah. busy enough working on the actual jobs that you know the lovely distributors provide us with. We're not gonna go out there hawking trying to get one order to ruin all relationships in this entire industry. It's not. Yeah. Our business. yeah. I think I think we're all in agreement here. Hey, here's something else I want to ask you guys real quick. Quick little sponsor read that's not rupt. Hey. Do you guys know what it's like to walk on a cloud? If you don't, I do. I wear all clear. Well, that's not our sponsor, so jeez, oh, <laughs> that's okay. That's okay because they're not in the promotional part. We're on cloud running. There you go. That's there you go. So, do you know what it's like to walk on a cloud with your client's brand on them? Well, thanks to our good pals over at Kanadi, you don't have to imagine that any longer. They're running a special on two of their uh, SKUs of fabulous footwear: the comfy slippers and the uh, photo flip flops. Both are EQP through three twenty eight of twenty four. That's March twenty eighth for those of you numerically challenged. Uh, even better, zero setup charge so head over to, to the canada group.com to see footwear that feels like a cloud yeah uh, like Sounds a cloud like canada. Also, looking for, uh, good looking for a sponsor how do you i wear nothing sponsor. but flip-flops if you need a spokesperson i'm accepting sponsorship deals <laughs> if i Excellent. was to wear flip-flops we i would wear canada there you go well who yeah. who wouldn't I mean, honestly, who wouldn't? Kirby, do you have a topic to get me out of the hot water I'm about to be in with Kanata? Yeah. All right. So I've got I, I got two of them that I usually say I think it's going to be a quick one, but that usually means I'm about to draw um, Bill offside. So I don't think so this time. Um, so I saw this headline and it just cracked me up. Woman gets stood up by date, realizes she was catfished by a restaurant to dine there. 
So essentially she went on a, a dating app, got immediately, got a match. The person reached out and said, Hey, I'd love to meet you. Here's the restaurant. I'd love to meet you at let's get together. Yada, yada. She shows up. He never shows up. He doesn't communicate. She checks the app. He is, he's unmatched her. So he's not there anymore. And he comes, she comes to realize that the restaurant was doing this to people in order to get them gussied up to show up. And then they go, well, I'm already oh. here. I might as well eat. So apparently this is a new uh, scam that restaurants are running to try and get people in there, kind of catfish them, get them in there. So I, I thought, you know what? You spend a lot of time on Tinder, Bill. Is this something well, sure. that you would do? Well, I didn't realize Arby's was doing that. Yeah, I was just saying, good for um, uh, Chili's me... doing this. Uh, the bottomless yeah. chips didn't work anymore. <laughs> right. So I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable that A, my Tinder habit's been outed, and B, now that my Arby's habit's been outed. So I, I've really got some issues to deal with after we record the podcast. Um, God, that's lame. Uh, the food must really, really be uh, subpar. Uh, as the kids would say, no kids would ever say that. They don't know what subpar is. Um, but no, that's dumb. That's just dumb. And I would, I, I think the actual dumbest thing is someone would stay there and eat. Once they realize, they realize they've been part of some sort of ruse. Oh, I might as well get, uh, you know, a beef and cheddar and some potato cakes <laughs> with horsey the sauce. avocado I mean, chips is great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't get that. Yeah. I so I assume, that. I assume Rupt is not going to be using any kind of marketing tactic like this. So uh, I would spin, if I'm a restaurant, you spin cycle this. You're trying to bring people together. You're bringing singles together to your place. Ooh, matchmaker. Wow. You can spin cycle it that way. Hey, we brought 10 single ladies, 10 single gentlemen in. We're spin playing cycle? Here. Wait, can we go back and for a second? Can you spin cycle it? You mean, can you spin it? Yeah, spin cycle. We can put it in the dryer too. When you spin a PR, when you PR spin it. Oh, uh, okay. You know, you know what? Little... You could also run a special... Two beef and cheddars for ten bucks, like a complete hey, meal. Hey, hey, Bill. Fun fact: Mike Simzak, ex-employee of Arby's for six months. Really? So, the horsey sauce. Quick question on that sidebar. So you get the 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 barbecue, the Arby sauce, which is like a low rent ketchup, and then you have the horsey sauce, which is a low rent horseradish. What is the ratio of horseradish to mayonnaise in the horsey sauce? Do you know? Don't remember the pumps, man. Sorry. It's a good 20 something years. Well, if I had a nickel for every someone time someone's told me they don't remember the pumps. Anyway, I, uh, Kirby, great topic. Wait. Yeah. Well, for one, I've only been to an Arby's like twice in my life. Um, and then, but horse sauce sounds amazing. Um, but why isn't the restaurant promoting? Like, I think it's cool. It could be cool marketing the restaurants like, mm -hmm. We're going to provide like the Tinder meal, the Tinder date package for 40 bucks. We're going to match you to a random person. We're going to cover your, your drinks, right? You pay 40 bucks. You got the food. We'll cover the drinks and bring if the restaurant is bringing people together. That's kind of cool marketing. Applebee's. There you go. So I, so I think I they like, just have to be upfront about it. Yeah. I, I like the idea as long as they're doing it on purpose. If they're just dra dragging people and making them cry at their restaurant, I don't know yeah. that that's, yeah. Yeah, that's as good. Or here you go. Netflix and Chili's. Oh, <laughs> And people wonder why they started a new company. There you go, right there. That's it. Because our ad right. agency didn't work out because we came up with ideas like this all day. <laughs> so right. Spin cycle it into a new company. Maybe that's the name of the company. Spin cycle, the new PR firm. Like it's a laundromat. It's a washateria and a PR firm all in one. I think it would crush.
By this way, this is the only industry podcast you'll get the term washateria on. <laughs> All right. So I've got something to complain about, Kirby, which I know shocks you. So I'm glad you're sitting down. Mike and Jason, you know me. I'm a Olympic caliber complainer. So as this drops, it's going to be February 2nd. We all know that's what? That's Groundhog, Groundhog Day, Day, right? Yes. So I, I went down a rabbit hole because I hate Hallmark holidays. I hate holidays that are made up where I'm expected to do something. I'm expected to participate or get a gift. And the one that, that always jumps at me is Valentine's Day, right? It has no reason to exist other than that February's kind of a crummy month. It's it's the at the end of the beginning of the year, the excitement's worn off on that. It's not quite warm yet in most of the country. So we make up holidays to do that. So not only is February 2nd Groundhog Day, let me list some other things that are on February 2nd. National Bubblegum Day, National Crepe Day, National River Day, National Ukulele Day, mm. National Self-Renewal Day, and World Wetlands Day. But wait, there's more. So I looked at, so now, I, I, now I'm irritated. So I further <laughs> exacerbated and intensified my irritation by looking at all the holidays in uh, February. And get this, there are over 470 official national observances in uh, February for our country. And here are some of the ones that I'm planning on celebrating. I would invite you and, and both of our listeners to do the same. National Read in the Bathtub Day. That'll be February 9th. Might want to mark your calendars for that. National Cream Cheese Brownie Day. Not National Brownie Day. That's another day in November. <laughs> National Cream Cheese Brownie Day is February the 10th. National Plum Pudding Day. Yes, in America, not British, Britain, British, Britain, UK. Uh, that's the 12th. National Sticky Bun Day, the 21st. National Toast Day, the 23rd. And national, my favorite, the one I'm looking forward to the most, National Public Sleeping Day on the 28th. Uh, not public speaking, public sleeping. So I'd like to ask the three of you two questions. One, are we over-holidayed in our uh, society? And number two, what holiday would you invent in February, if you could, and while you're doing that, I'm going to go feed the dog because she's barking and it's annoying me, but I'm going to listen. I can still hear you. Okay. Uh, guys, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Uh, you can go first, Kirby. So I would say the first thing I would say is I actually like National Renewal Day way better than Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day is the dumbest ass holiday of the year. The idea that we are saying that uh, a damn groundhog is going to tell us what the weather is going to be like. Pucks and, and, and Phil. Yeah, Puxatani Phil. And and again, we've got a new groundhog in Ohio. It's a different one, whatever. And see, it really actually matters in a state like mine. Because right about now, I'm getting pissed about the weather. It's been gray and cold for about five months. And so the idea that he comes out and says it's going to be such and such more winter, like that's when you shoot the groundhog. It's just, <laughs> this is just stupid. Renewal day, I'm in on. So I'm down with that. I really love the idea of sticky buns day. I don't even know what that means, but... Like I've, I've written it down like as the 21st cinnamon roll. Yeah. 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 So I'm in on that. And to be honest, I don't know that I need another holiday if I've got sticky buns. Yeah. So, and Kirby, <laughs> if you stick around after the podcast, I'll explain and show you the concept of sticky buns. Okay. <laughs> That's um, a no for me, dog. <laughs> Kirby, you could always come West and you would solve this problem. Yeah, uh, probably so. Yeah. So, uh, as it's raining outside my window, um, <laughs> This, I feel like, changed in the last five years. This used to not really, there not there wasn't a day for every day. And I don't know who the hell came up with this, but it's, it's you're a terrible person for doing so. <laughs> um, 
and it was mostly done for marketing purposes from a brand perspective too. So yeah, National Sticky Tot or Sticky Bun Day sponsored by Cinnamon Rolls. National Plum Pudding Day sponsored by Great Britain Plum Pudding Company because I've never even heard of Plum Pudding. But um, yeah, it's all marketing ploy, just like Punxsutawney Phil to get people into Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, which I've never been to. If you're from there, I'm sorry. It sounds like your town kind of sucks um, and there's not much else going on there. But yeah, get rid of all this crap. There's only one holiday that matters the most, and that's Fourth of July, America. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine with the uh, invent a new holiday at any time you want to, as uh, if you're trying to, you know, push your product. I'm all for it. It's all good. I just don't need it being, you know, shoved down my throat, marketed to me as much as it mm-hmm. is sometimes in some different instances. But yeah, I got some favorites. You know, National Ice Cream Day is uh, way up there. Donut Day. You know, all the all the sweet treats are great. But one, I think one of Bill's question was a holiday you would like to see enacted. Uh, that's I've correct. Been to bring up about for many years, campaigning, writing my senators left and right. Corporate spring break. Mm. Needs it more. I than like that. Actual people working, they need that week off, and just hopefully it align. You know, you you work it out to align with your different school schedules instead of taking. I like it. Oh, I, don't, I want the I don't want the Rugrats here while I still got to work. So corporate spring break. Okay, I'm right. Lake Havasu, really 2024. <laughs> is there a promotional products day? There is. It's part of promotional products work week. So there's promotional products work day. Now it fluctuates. It's sometime in usually May or June. And it usually aligns uh, with when PPAI and a group of people go up to Capitol Hill yeah. uh, to camp uh, to the lead uh, legislative education Real action holiday. day. Holiday. Yeah. Bill, I had a question. So you're doing all this research. Did anybody claim their stake? Or leap year day of February 29th? You know, that's a great question. Special to really, really, really look forward to. First of all, thank you. Thank thank (laughs) you for knowing that. Thank you for knowing to ask. So I did. I'm like, okay, what holiday gets shortchanged that they only get it one time every four years? And so there's a big dispute among National Toast Day advocates. Uh, A lot of people (laughs) claim it's the 22nd, and there are some people that claim it's the 29th. I'm not kidding. Maybe, maybe they're just sour dough about it. Oh, uh, can we just talk uh, for a second, really quickly, about leap year? Because I'm kind of unsure. Yeah. Why doesn't it follow the same uh, cyclical four year calendar as the Olympics? It would be way easier to remember every four years as the Olympics on the 24, the 28, the 32. When is leap year? What years does it fall on? Does anyone know this? It, it falls on, it does fall on summer Olympic years. Now, it used to when they had the summer and winter Olympics in the same year, yeah. it would follow that. But now they do, you know, I'm sure it has nothing to do with, with money or anything. But now the winter Olympics are every other, you know, yeah. the, the every two years. 26, so, 30. Uh, yeah, yeah, 26. Right. So I, yeah. Wait, but so when's leap year? 26, 30? This year. Yeah. No, 24. leap year's this year. So yeah. leap year's back on the summer Olympic calendar. Correct. Okay, cool. Correct. Correct. Now, Jason, what holiday would you start? You can start any holiday you want. I'm giving you what they would call carte blanche. Um, geez, I would start um national, I can't think. Uh national uh love your kids day. I don't know. I'm looking for my kids. I love my kids. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's awesome. Yeah, there's not a day to just celebrate kids besides their birthdays. I like that. Sure. That sounds good. Yeah, Kirby, yeah. what about you? What what holiday would you start? Oh, I mean, I'm I'm double down on corporate spring break. I mean, that's the best <laughs> idea I've heard in quite some time, to be honest with that you. It is good. I mean, I, I could probably come up with something crappy, but I'm serious about uh, writing legislators about that one. 
Excellent. Well, the one I would come up with is National Disruption Day. Ooh. It's every day. <laughs> That's just me. Every it's day every day it erupt. That's right. 366 <laughs> days this year. Okay. Seven pumps of horseradish uh, sauce. In my that's heart. that's right. That's right. But I will tell you one thing. I am happy about with the the holidays thing. I in in my research, I did find also that that Friday Groundhog Day is also National Tater Tot Day, which, Ooh. as we all know, is the easily the best potato formation on the planet. It really uh, is. Specifically, the mini tot, which is better convenient yes. crispier. Yeah, the crispy crowns. Oh yeah, I'm all about the Had crispy some last crowns. night. Okay. All right, so I thought I'd bring back something, and it's always fun to do this with a, with the guests. Okay. Rapid fire. So I, I'm calling this rupt rapid fire. So Kirby, you're sitting this one out. Jason and Mike, yes. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give you like an either or choice. There are no wrong answers. Not one answer you can give can be wrong. It's just your opinion. It's just how whatever whatever floats your boat. We'll go. We'll start with Mike. And it's then a we'll trap. Jason and Mike. It's a it's trap. It's not a trap. No, it's not. Yeah, there's no I, opinions in Bill's world. I, I'll I'll make I'll, I'll get I'll make yeah. it very oh, easy. Oh yes, there is. I, I was yeah. just gonna say in and out, and then the question is gonna be is water what's better than Whataburger? <laughs> this is not Jeopardy, and we're not playing that game. Um, okay, like it's easy. Uh, both and both of you can answer this San Francisco or Chicago. See, there's no wrong answers, it's just an opinion. Uh, San Francisco, Chicago. Oh, wait, wait, what was the question though? Like, wait, yeah, San Francisco or Chicago. That's it. Just just give me what's worse. So, Chicago's better. I just said San Francisco or Chicago. You can interpret it however you want. Chicago, okay. Uh, minimums or no minimums. Do minimum. I need to answer this? <laughs> what? You do. One. Uh-oh. Minimum of one. Minimum of okay. zero. Startup or established company? Startup. Startup. Okay. Uh, drinkware, hexagonal or perfora? Perfora. Oh, hexagonal. Okay. Uh, Elon Musk or Mark Zuckerberg? Musk. I look like Zuck. <laughs> Product or packaging? Well, when the packaging is also a product, it's tough to decide, but I'll go with product. Packaging, first impressions matter. Excellent. All right. Uh, Global processing charges or global decoration and distribution? Do I even need an answer? Global decoration and distribution. I'll take your money if you want to give me some processing fees, though. (laughs) Uh, power banks, Alexa or Ampix? Right in vote, Voltix. One in doubt, go Alexa. Okay. All right. I love it. Only a couple more guys. You guys are just killing it. Kirby, for whatever reason, there are no wrong answers and Kirby finds them. Like, <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, headphones or earbuds? I'm a headphones. I got buds in. Okay. Uh, carbon footprint or carbon neutral? I'd like if you're not watching in video and see the disdain that Jason looks at me every time I ask him an obvious question. It's about rupt and teeing him up. You're really missing out. Everyone really else, carbon out. footprint, rupt, carbon neutral. Okay, February 28 days or 29 days. 29. 28. Simple as best. Uh, ba- as few as okay, only 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 a couple more backpacks. Paso or Galindo. 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 All right. Oh, that's the first one they've agreed on. Okay. Two more. Uh, Excalibur or Mandalay Bay? 
Once you go the to the X. X, you never go to the M. They are they're throwing up the X. All right. Kirby Hossman or Bill Petrie? Bill Petrie. Sandy Petrie? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's probably the actually yeah, correct answer. Sandy tell you what, Petrie and Amy Hossman. Yeah. There you go. That's yeah. right. I tell you what's always the right answer. That's Rupt, our good pals at Rupt, founded by industry trailblazers, Jason Lukash, Mike Simzak, really paving the way for the next generation of promotional products with this new business concept. There you have a commitment to efficiency, and it's in the production process. They decorate products with one piece minimums in just 48 hours, and they do it from three global distribution points, Texas, Portugal, and Hong Kong. But here's the thing, guys, it doesn't stop there. At Rupp, they are really close to sustainability. It's part of the heart of who they are and what they do. Every single product at Rupt comes from recycled materials, ensuring a carbon-neutral footprint. The packaging, it's designed with Second Life purpose. It transforms, much like a transformer, hence the name transform. It transforms into a functional item once it's done being a box. And you see Jason showing it right now, holding a pen. If you go to Rupp.com, you're going to experience full transparency in the supply chain. They showcase the complete build of materials for every product, revealing the composition of each product in lineup and it's super cool if you haven't seen that so discover the rupt difference where speed sustainability and innovation converge to elevate the promotional products experience visit them at rupt.com i think i did it better that time Kirby. dude yeah you you see, i knew you could do it Slayed that <laughs> amazing you have to have to thank our good friends uh jason lukash mike simzak for joining us on the promo front podcast guys congratulations on the new venture you really did uh, disrupt Vegas and in, and that uh, pun intended for sure. You guys are doing some great things and excited to see where it goes. More to come. Thanks for having us. Appreciate yeah, it, guys. You. Thank you so much, friends. What, what a burger is better than in and out. Nope.